All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50. I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada. All business, all winter. Back in the game. Welcome, everybody. How are we doing? Happy New Year. This is uh, The Real Life. Uh, I'm Jason Stradwick, your host uh, this uh, today for this uh, wonderful podcast. I've been, next to me is a man that needs uh, very little introduction, Wanya Gretz, uh, one of the founders of Oilers Nation. Happy New Year, my man. Happy New Year, Strads. Happy New Year, Gregor. Uh, trust you were in bed by 9.30 and you missed all the fun when the ball dropped? Actually, I was embedded before the ball dropped. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Good God. But, Strads, uh, tell me you were awake. My wife went out with her, her friend, so I was fathering. And the little guy was in bed at uh, 8.30, so I kind of watched the game, and then I hit the quilts. Well, that's Jason Greger, who hit the quilts early. Apparently, that's what he does in his life. You know, I had a unique experience for New Year's Eve. I went to uh, the Oilers game with my family. So my two five-year-olds and my three-year-old, although he got sick, so he went home early, uh, we were there on uh, Saturday night. It, it was it was not the Did most... Did they put you on the big screen, like, welcome back, struts? The... <laughs> Buddy, they wait for the end of the season for playoffs for that. Bring back the big guns. You know what? It was, it was, it was an interesting game. Uh, very, very quiet. Uh, but then that overtime period was one of the best I've seen, not just Oilers play, but anyone play. Well, that's the great part about the overtime is it's only five minutes because then everybody loves the shootout. It's way more entertaining. Like, just play five more minutes of three-on-three. Three, someone will score and end it. And if no one scores, then it's a tie. Who cares? Play all the games three-on-three three for that matter. If it's going to be that exciting, I don't think we need to have that many players wheeling around on the ice. That was heart-stopping end-to-end action. I'd had a fifth of a bottle of Jim Beam and Moose Jaw at Rosie's. <laughs> Shout out to Rosie's if any of the staff are listening. I doubt it, but uh, that was one of the better games I've seen in a while. 
It was entertaining. There's no doubt about it. And hey, what about the Canucks? Suddenly they won four in a row, and uh, they are they still think they have a playoff chance. And right now they're not far out of it by any stretch. So it'll be we're into 2017, and the orders are actually in what third place in the Pacific before the game against Columbus, fifth in the West, and tied for tenth in the NHL. And you're actually sober, which to me is probably the biggest surprise. <laughs> by very that. exciting. Right? Like I've be- been dreaming about this for 11 long years. You think we're going to see a playoff game? I'm starting to think that it's... Well, uh, I said the Oregon's make playoffs at the start of the year. And you I didn't remember believe that. me. Well, I didn't believe that you'd said that, but I believe the Oilers are going to make the playoffs. There's a difference. Yeah. No, I think they'll make it. Yeah, see, I was the opposite. I said they wouldn't. I said they would not make the playoffs, and they're made me believers. You know, they, they've, 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 I think it's just the way they're playing. It's just more controlled. Uh, when I watched that game, now it wasn't a great game uh, Saturday as far as that, but the structure's there. And I think that's a big deal. The way they play, the way they, they approach the game, they look more professional. There's more depth on the lineup. Even without Darnell Nurse, who I think has emerged as one of their better D-men, uh, they're still a, a pretty good group. And, uh, you know, Brandon Davidson's still trying to find his stride. But I, I think you have to have a good goaltending, good D, and they seem to be having that more and more every night. Yeah, without Nurse and Secker, of course. Uh, he's, right, yeah. he's back in the, the foot yeah. flu's healed up, and uh, he's, he's ready to go. <laughs> foot flu. <laughs> Are you starting a conspiracy here? Well, I... You saw the game against San Jose, and he yeah. blocked the shot on his foot, and you saw it right away. And I'm not saying he didn't have the flu, but I, I think that there's maybe a part of the, uh, the foot with it. And, hey, would it be the first time the orders hit an injury? No. Would it be the first time a professional sports team right. hit an injury? No. So I'm sorry, but I don't just have blind trust and faith in organizations to tell you everything when it comes to injuries. I'm sorry, I don't. I've seen too many. That I've had people bold-faced lie to me. And then a week later, I find out the truth. I'm like, what are you doing? So, yeah, I'm, I, I'll tell you. I'm a little skeptical. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just a little skeptical when they're not 100% upbeat about, or upfront about injuries. Well, now that they're in the playoffs, I can see that there's some valued in hiding injuries. But when why? the Oil were 30th you, place, okay, I can't thing. imagine why it mattered think, if Cam Barker's toe had been infected or not. My do you think God. Columbus suddenly in a 15-game winning streak is going to look and say, hey, we heard Andre Secker had a bruised foot last game. Let's go wide let's on go him. Let's go slash his foot in the middle of the game. Like, honestly. It, it, it's one of those things where hockey's convinced themselves. Yeah. You know what? If other teams know what our injury is, yeah. they're going to exploit it. Right. Really? I do. I think for shoulders, it does make a difference. When I knew a guy had a bad shoulder, a bad wing, I would try to hit him a little harder. Just to get him. Just I mean, that maybe sounds negative. Okay, or nasty, so if he has a bruised foot from a block shot, are you going to try to hit his hit his foot yeah. with a shot? Well, my aim was that good, yeah. but no, I would. I could hit him from across the whole way. I could yeah. shoot it from the bench. That muffin ain't hurting anything. <laughs> the guy would probably be like, "Hey, Struts, can you hit me here?" <laughs> you know, it's so funny. When I, my last couple of years, the Oilers, that was the thing. When guys would take a shot and it wasn't a good shot, someone would yell from the bench, nothing, and like just <laughs> scream it. And it was so funny. Like, And the coach was like, what are you guys talking about? But it was, it was not, most guys have a good hard shot, but sometimes you muff on one, nothing, just scream. It's just hilarious. Totally off base, totally off uh, of what we're talking about. Um, one thing I want to touch on, uh, did you guys get a chance to watch the, what did they call this one, the Centennial game? The Maple Leafs uh, outdoor game? Yes. Uh, Austin Matthews had a pretty big uh, day. He's now at 20 goals. Um, and there, there are a group of people out there, mostly a group of people from Toronto, uh, <laughs> talking about comparing Connor and Austin Matthews. Yeah. Greg, we'll, we'll start with well, you. I, I mean, I, I don't think they're totally off base. No, I, I think they're different players in a sense. I, I think Austin Matthews right now today is a better pure goal scorer than, than Connor McDavid. I think uh, Connor's speed puts him in positions that Matthews just will not get into, right? Matthews is a little bit bigger. He's stronger. So I I think both are going to be very good. I I do think there's some people like in Edmonton who want to say McDavid is the best player in the game. And I'm sorry, he's not Sidney Crosby yet because he's only 19. 
Now, he turns 20 later this month, but he's only 19. You don't have the man strength. You don't have the man experience. Guys only played 80 games. You're not the best player in the world after 80 games. I'm sorry. And uh, Austin Matthews, hey, I hope there's a little bit of a rivalry, but the people who, who, who state that are usually fanboys, and that's okay, but they're blinded by their, their, their player and saying, hey, but I'll say this. The gap between Matthews and McDavid is not very big. They're, they have different skill sets. I, I think Matthews is a better pure goal scorer right now today. Connor McDavid is the greatest player in the league, maybe in the history of the NHL, as a matter of fact, except for one season in 1936 when Gump Worsley posted 47 consecutive shutouts. I don't think there's, that there you can even compare the two players, right? Connor, in my mind, is is faster. I think he sees the game better. I think he's an all-around better player than uh, than Matthews is. But I do understand... By, by a significant margin? No, but by enough that I don't think well, that... Well, Matthews is a rookie, and he has more goals than McDavid already. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, Yelling just, at me won't make your boy uh, in the uh, race uh, better, Gregor? Uh, Holy cannoli. No, but, I, but, but, like, just, but you have to say, so because he's faster, that means he's better? Sees a game better. He's more creative. Matthews is more just sort of up and down and shooting and doesn't have the creativity, I think. I think he's a better player. Uh, I, well, okay, okay, I, I, okay. We, I, gotta, we have to turn Austin your mic Matthews off. Doesn't have any creativity, dude. <laughs> okay, this let's this is let me be the the voice of reason as per usual. I think that Austin Matthews is a heavier player. I think he goes to those those the, the areas around the net a little harder. Uh, he's a bigger guy. He can do that. He'll score more points. I think he or he'll score more from in that area. I think he has good hands. I think he does control the puck very well. He can skate the puck. Not as fast as as, as Connor. I think Connor's more blow you away with speed whereas Austin's more control that puck kind of hold on to it maybe suck a guy over to then dish it off that's more his his style of play um I and listen I I really don't care one way or another I do think McDavid is and will continue to be the better player but Austin Matthews he brings a different element to the group I think and this may not be a totally fair comparison but more like Jack Eichel I think Jack Eichel is a good player he plays Matthews is better than Jack I would, but they carry the puck the same. They're not like, like Connor's all speed. He just blows you away with speed. I think Austin's more carrying, a little more deliberate with the puck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, quite frankly, when you're comparing McDavid to anyone, uh, or less yeah, Sidney like Crosby. If there's speed with the puck, there's nobody in the NHL who's right. faster with the puck on their stick than McDavid. I, I think that's a fair assessment. And you talk to any player in the league, and I think they would agree with that. But we're so focused on speed now in today's game, but speed isn't everything. And Yarmir Jagger's proving at 97 years of age that you can still, you can still control the play when it's slower. And uh, Matthews isn't as fast as McDavid, but Matthews is still faster than 95% of the other league with this. So I I think that the gap, I don't think that uh, the McDavid is going to uh, 100% outscore him every season because there's always, you know, might be nicked up. There might be different things. I think that McDavid ultimately will have more points maybe. Uh, long term but I think right now McDavid also has a better defense behind him than what Matthews has in Toronto and that makes a massive difference it's huge difference in any league if you don't have guys who can consistently get you the puck you're not going to be as good I also think that we have to remember that the NHL needs rivalries, right? Oh, it's like back in the day when, right. when Tiger first broke into the league and they were trying to put Sergio Garcia up against him, even though Sergio didn't have a hope in hell of being a long-term Tiger uh, threat. You need you need to have rivalries. You don't drive around in a solid gold Maybach unless there's rivalries, unless you got some tension, unless, and, you know, as an Oilers fan, we have no beef with any other teams because everybody's kicked sand in our faces for a good decade. I think that... The return to Connor versus somebody is really important for league marketing. I would. I look at Matthews and McDavid. Unfortunately, because they're in East and West and will only play twice a year. The great part about Ovechkin and Crosby was they would play each other three, four times a year. They played each other in the playoffs twice. Right. That's that's going to allow the rivalry to spark. And you look at it. It would have been ideal somehow if Matthews would have been in the West. 
if you're looking for rivalry. Or Lee up fans would argue Connor had been in the East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but the one, you know, that's one already happened first. And if Connor would have been in the East in Toronto, well, then obviously he wasn't going to end up there the next year, I wouldn't think. So. You know, I like both players. They're just different. And right? I know there's a lot of Maple Leafs fans, so I, I will take a step further. The one guy I think I like watching more than Austin Matthews on Toronto is Mitch Marner. That Mitch Marner, to me, is so much fun to watch. He's just, he reminds me when Patrick Kane came in the league, except he's a right-handed shot. He is so just creative, and you can just tell he's having fun. Did you see when he was singing uh, on the on the bench? Oh, yeah. Like, this, like I, I just, I'm looking, this guy has no idea how hard Danny Chelly is. He doesn't care. He's having a great time out there. And as a fan, you're like, oh, man, I love watching this guy play. He looks a little more lighthearted than Austin. I don't know Austin. I've never met him. But he just looks more fun and maybe brings out that part of, uh, of Austin Matthews. Probably because he didn't have to be in the spotlight. Yeah. And it's a little bit of their personalities, too. I think, like, if you make Connor McDavid, he is very serious yeah. a lot of the time. That's just yeah. his personality, right? You know, Good. He should be serious. Serious about winning <laughs> bloody cups <laughs> in an Oilers jersey. Yeah, but he's serious in life. Like, his parents talked about it when he was a young kid. And, you know, he was just serious right away. That's his personality. And you're right. Mitch Marner's a little bit more laid back. Marner, to me, is is a similar to an exciting player like Gaudreau and Kane. Guys who, when they have the puck on their stick, just as pure stick handlers in the offensive zone, you're kind of like, wow. Like, they'll try things that very few other players in the league can do. And it's like Toronto fans should be excited. Like, those are two high-end, dynamic offensive players. Do you think that when you when you watch a guy like Connor McDavid on the bench and you see the level of seriousness that he had from the get-go, from game one of his career, he was that season, does that have a massive impact on the other guys in the room just to see a guy coming in who, you know, has all the weight of the world in his shoulders coming into the room and yet he's taking it so seriously from day one? Well, you look at it, what do they call Jonathan Taves in Chicago, Captain Serious, right? Like his teammates, they'll, they'll make fun of him at times. Like, And really, it's Lucic. Like the order players already, they rip him all the time because the guy's got a scowl on his face 24-7, right? Like when he's playing and they're just, hey, grumpy, it's okay, you know, it's okay to smile. Like, obviously, it's lighthearted and struts, yeah. you know. When, when you're winning, you can poke fun at anything, right? right? It's when, when you're on a losing team, you can have fun and laughs, but not nearly as much. It's just how it goes because everyone's like, well, clearly we're not winning because we're not taking this so serious, right? And it's funny. And then when you're winning, everyone's like, well, God, we got to have some lightheartedness, right? It's hilarious that, that when, you're, when you're winning, well, you got to have jokes and it's funny. But when you're losing, God damn it, you got to be focused. You got to be in bed at nine o'clock and you'll be saying your prayers up and eating healthy and everything's got to be better because that, that's the reason why you're losing. It's not the fact you don't have enough talent. It's because suddenly you're not serious enough. I yeah, always but, find but that funny. But let's say you're a good team and you're losing. I mean, then you're, look, you're looking for reasons why you're losing. I think, and, and when you're a professional hockey player or but what, team, Which good teams lose, like other than maybe two or three in a row? Well, right? mean, well, that's it. But that's still like when you're a good team, you're losing. Like let's say you lose uh, three, four in a row or four out of five. As a, as a good team, you're like, oh my God, how do we get out of this? What do we have to do? So the coaches are looking for every single possible way out of it right? but during those three or four and you've been on right. good teams yeah. during those three or four game losing streaks are you telling me there's no fun at all in the locker room no there is but it's every game is the, the most important game of the year is the next one you're going to play it's it's so intense and it's so over it, it, it's hard to explain how you feel because you're you you there's you you the coaches feel the pressure to win from their general manager the coaches on you to perform and then you have to perform to for your partners for your teammates i mean everyone has that pressure on them to make things happen. And it, it is, you know, when you lose, when you lose a few in a row or lose against a big team or, I mean, it, I remember my, my one year at the New York Rangers, we, right after lockout of 0405, we made, we had a great start. We had a playoff position and we could not win a game. We could not win a game. Hanik Lundqvist, it was his rookie season. He went to the Olympics. They won gold medal there. He was bagged. I remember talking to him. He's like, I'm done. I'm like, oh my God, I got to block every shot tonight. You know, he was so tired, right? 
And there was so much pressure on Tom Rennie, on the coaching staff, on the, and then on the players to win a game. We were just, you could not stop thinking about it. You're trying to lighten it up, but there's so much pressure. It's just, it's, it's overwhelming. No, I agree that there's so much or pressure. can be. But, but I yeah. think at times that becomes a negative because you focus yeah. so much on it. Because the reality, you, you can't outthink your effort. You, can't, you can pretend to be so prepared on guys. And you've played with certain yeah. guys who they come in the room. You know what? They're wearing thongs. They're not on their, on their feet, right. Clark, not on their ass because I could see you getting <laughs> excited over there. Yeah. But you look at the, the people that you think that you somehow, if you're having some fun, that that means that you don't care and you're not focused. And I think that's the yeah. biggest thing that makes me laugh about pro sports is that people think, geez, if you're having fun, that somehow means you're not focused. The owners used to sing all the time on the bench. Yeah, and they, they, you knew yeah. when to be focused. And if you laughed, it didn't mean that the next two shifts, suddenly in the middle of the, of the breakout, you were like, well, I laughed the last time I came out of my, my own end. So now suddenly I'm not, uh, I'm not focused. It's calling there, Gregor. Your mom or your, yeah, you your know what's, girlfriend? You know what's funny or what's is that uh, my phone ringer is never on. And my wife can attest to this. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. she's been, and so it's because I was on all day for the last sure. three days. So I actually left my phone ringer on, but usually it's never on. So yeah, that's my bad. That's is a blockbuster mind. calling you. Gregor, you've had a video rented yeah. since 1997. We're going to need you to return that. We. Uh, I wish. If I was part of the 1980s Oilers, I'd be singing on the bench too. I'd be singing about how I'm playing with Curry. But they and were Gretzky singing before they won. They really? hadn't won anything yet. Yes, go back and read the book. They hadn't won yet, and everybody. Read what book? Well, you can read lots of the the, the Grosky book. Um, the order, but the orders have talked about it. Like, and now they focused on it. They were singing on the bench in like '91, in '81, in '82, and '83, and that, and they hadn't won a Stanley Cup yet. So, we got to take a break, uh, Struds. We will uh, see Struds. You know what? Uh, we're on a podcast, and Struds can only do twenty minutes. He's yeah. leaving today. This is unbelievable. Well, I'm making people want more. Yeah. He actually broke into our place here. Yeah. So we, we got delayed. phones going That's off. True. We got people leaving halfway through the episode. Struts has like a meeting to go somewhere, but we're delayed starting our podcast because we showed up. Struts showed up at the little brick before us. Said, "quote The door was open." Open, yeah. quote unquote. And then the alarm goes. Yeah, off, and then the so. police came, which is legitimately what happened. So uh, we'll take a break, Struts. See you later. See you, boys. And uh, we'll return on the Fitting Real Life podcast. It's two a.m. It's been snowing since two p.m. Most people are snug in their beds, dreaming of a winter wonderland. But not you. You're out there, pushing winter around, getting it out of the way, taking care of business with your reliable, efficient, and affordable cat skid steer from Finning. From just $5.36 a month with the all-business lease, heated seat included. The all-business skid steer for all seasons. Call one finning today. We're back on the Finning Real Life Podcast. Across the Nation Network. How are you? I'm Jason Greger, along with uh, Wanye Gretz. Struds, clearly he could only do 15 minutes today. He could only yeah. do 20. But Sorry actually, no, it's because there was kind of a minor break-in. Struds walked in the door, let himself in. The alarm went off. The good news is the alarm works. Yeah, so that's, that's good to know. Good. And, and by the way, big shout-out to the uh, police officers who showed up. Yeah. So clearly the alarm system is working, and they care. So they showed up. They, they responded to the alarm. They drove up. They said they saw the place was closed and the likelihood we were broken into was getting higher and higher. And they came in and they were very polite. The best part was they asked Struts for ID because they didn't believe him. Yeah. Really he was. And they're like, who? No, yeah. no, former Edmonton owner, Jason Strudwick. Who? Couldn't have had much of an impact. Yeah. Then he named his other he tried, teams. He tried to pull out his NHLPA card. Still, He still carries an NHLPA card. And he's been retired for like 19 years. Named all the teams he played for. Yeah. And that's why we were 20 minutes late starting. Well, we had the hockey DB them and show a picture of him. 
just to prove. And they're like, wow, your hairline's really gone down. That was the funniest Father part. time has not so, been kind. Okay, we really wish Strudwick. the officers would have stayed around to come on the podcast because that would have been outstanding. So, anyway, if you're wondering where Strudwick is here in the second segment, it's because he had to leave because he had a prearranged meeting and we started late. So then there were only two. There were only two people left on the podcast. Why are your, why are your palms so sweaty? There are not. Well, I was, I don't know, maybe born underwater. I don't know. I don't have well, Strudwick the, here to carry the show anymore. Well, the best part was we didn't even get to Strud's topic of the day that he wanted to discuss. He's very fired up about shovels. Walks in. There's one thing we're talking about today, boys. Shovels. Shovels. My goodness. This is, like, I want a big wide shovel. I'm like, yeah, yeah you can get them at Rona. What? Oh, I haven't been there. Well, yeah, go to Rona. They have extra wide shovels. Why would you go to Rona if you're looking for a shovel? The Strud, you know, do you know the story about Strud's neighbor basically running his his show? Because no. it, 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 anybody who 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 lives on on a house, on a street, there's kind of certain etiquette with your neighbors in the wintertime. And you have the everybody has their own front pad, depending on where your garage is. But you have the front sidewalk, the main sidewalk, and you, you're responsible for the sidewalk in front of your house. And every now and then, depending on who your neighbors are, you might shovel to their walkway, sure, right, to do kind of theirs. Yeah. Well, Strud's had his neighbor on either side. And uh, there was a guy who would, uh, you know, he would, people would pay him to snow blow their driveways. And Strud's was like, no, no, I'm good. I don't need to do my driveway. So the guy would then take a snowblower on the sidewalk. He'd get to the property line of Strudwick's. He'd shut the snowblower off. And then he would push it across the snow, just packing it down across the sidewalk to get to the other neighbor, start up the snowblower, and then he would blow it away. That's classy. So it would have been easier just to keep yeah, the snowblower going. going. Yeah. Even just the middle path. And the guy was so, and I was just like, wow, Struds, I can't believe you're letting them get away with this. Why buy the cow if you can have the milk for free, though? Dude, dude, if if you're not going to shovel mine, then you don't get to walk on mine with your snowblower. You're getting on the street. It's public property. You can't do that. You can't be pushing people off your sidewalk. Hey, if the guy's going to bully you, you got to stand up and bully Well, that's true. That reminds me of my first night in prison when I killed my celly with a toothbrush. You can't be bullied in this day and age, Gregor. It's not going to go well. Your imagination of the places you've been always amazes me. So, anyways, that's why Struts, because he's moving to a new neighborhood and he wants an extra wide shovel so he can just go right down. But I told him, I said, man, you got to befriend the neighbor with the snowblower. That's the most important guy in your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. The guy with the snowblower or the gal is the most important person in your neighborhood. I don't care if you feed them beer, you feed them wine, you feed them their favorite lasagna, whatever it takes to get them on your side. So, when they are snowblowing, they're always going to do a little extra on yours. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the obvious thing to do. Makes sense. It makes sense. Out in the farm, you guys would always probably be sharing chores with neighbors and stuff like that and having camaraderie with your neighbors out there was important too, no? Mm, well, no. Well, you had a tractor to do the you know, the half a mile driveway that we had. There was no shoveling. No, no, right? but chores, right? There was an infinite amount of chores. Weren't you calling your neighbor to come help you put posts in the ground or declaw the sheep or whatever you Sure, you might have certain things, but uh, once, once your kids are old enough, no, you kind of, dad was like, no, you're going to do the work and away we go. Is that why farmers have so many kids? Back in the day, yes. That was the main reason why, yeah. And now that's why they have so many tractors. You do need a fair amount of tractors depending on the size of your farm. Yes. You know who makes a fine piece of equipment? Spinning. Yes. Yes, they do have good tractors. We did it. We brought Cold it back overs. around. That's called oh. organic advertising. Do you, do, People do you want to end on a high? Do you want to end on a high? No, but I, I do want to uh, quickly discuss the, uh, the one topic as far as... Uh, Movies go because I know you went to Star Wars. Yes, we were very excited about Star right. Wars. We're jumping all over the place right now. In 2017, like yeah. what is the movie that you have to see? In 2017, geez, Dunkirk. Have you seen this movie? No. 
There's a movie that they're making about the Battle of Dunkirk, which is when all the British soldiers got stranded in France and yes. they had to bring the 200,000 soldiers by any means necessary back into England. And they've made a movie of it. Really? Yeah, and it looks unbelievable. And Harry Styles of One Direction is in it, which you know puts two of my favorite things into one. Seriously, plot he's line. in it. Yeah, like as, he's obviously a minor role. Well, he's a soldier. I oh, assume okay. gets blown to bits five minutes in. But okay. he, they featured him a lot in the uh, in the in the trailer. But that to me looks like one of the best movies of the year. What I like you, that. I love true stories. For? I love yeah. true stories. There's there's no doubt about it. That's uh, that's always what I'm looking for. To me, um, I any movie that's similar to Born, that's what I watch. To Born. To Born. Really. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I love the Bourne movies. Yeah. Even when it was Renner and then they went back to uh, to Matt Damon. Yeah. I had no problem with that. Because they were, they were kind of different in how they played the characters. So I have no problem with it. Was Renner playing Jason Bourne? Like, was he... No, he was no, a different... Yeah, okay. He was a similar... Sure. He was another, whatever you want to call it, trained assassin like Bourne. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was not Jason Bourne. He was helping... He was trying to look for Bourne. Interesting. Have you ever heard the conspiracy theory about James Bond? That James Bond isn't actually any one particular person. It's the role he plays within MI5 or MI6 or whatever it is. So that's how they can have all different people being James Bond is because it's not actually one particular individual. I'd always like to know if I met a spy in real life. Really? Like, wouldn't you want to try to meet one of them? I know a gal I'm pretty sure is a spy. She's a lawyer, and she's been working in France for years. And when you try to pester her on any one particular case she's worked in, she clams right up. And one time I was hanging out at her house with her sister, and well, she had... because it's illegal to talk about your cases? Uh, no, I mean, certainly it's, it's not, like, getting into details. But, like, the level of what she's willing to provide is none. And she had a thumbprint access for her laptop, and I've never seen that before. And I was at her sister's house and I was hanging out and I saw her computer. I'm like, what is this? And she's like, oh, you know, I just have to have a thumbprint to access my laptop. Like, because you're a spy, right? And every time I see her, I get in her face. And I'm like, is it because you're a spy? Is that why you like come home once a year because you're a spy? Oh, I was in Nairobi the other day spying, spying on Nairobi. Is that why you were there? I'm pretty sure that there's more spies among us than you'd think. I'd like to meet one. Like, obviously, they couldn't tell you until they were retired or later on. I don't know if they can even tell you when they retire, can they? Well, why not? If they're out of the, if they're out of the spy game, well, I don't think that, that necessarily say, means all your secrets are to, now public I, I domain. I used to be a spy. They don't have to tell you who they were spying for. Mm. You wouldn't make a good spy because you'd walk into a room and you'd be like, "Hey, hey, everybody! I'm a spy." And portions of this hour are brought to you by the spy industry, dude. I am like a vault for secrets. Really? Yes. Tell me one secret you know. <laughs> well, that would kind of defeat the. <laughs> See, okay, I believe you. You didn't yes. tell me. No, I um, I'm a vault at certain secrets. There's just how it goes. I, I have a lot of things, in, which, but at the same time, I don't like knowing a lot about other people. Really? I don't want to know a lot of this stuff. Because to be frank, I don't really care that much unless it's like About best anybody friend. else's life you've ever no, met. unless it's your best That's friend. That's cold. No, it's because a lot of times people want to share with you the negative stuff. And I find that then if there's too much negativity, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you want to share stuff with me that you're, you really need to get off your chest, then no problem. Sure. Tell me. The doctor's in in that case. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, you know what? Uh, there was... But I, I won't say it, but I'll just say there is probably the secret of my life. At one point, me and my buddy have a pact that I do get to tell it later on once he's passed away. Because it's probably my favorite secret ever. And I've had it now for 22 years. And you're just banking that he's oh. going to die first and you're going to be able well, to I'm, tell. That's the only thing. I'm like, I really get screwed over. Yeah. But I think I would write it out in my will that I could write it out to my one other friend to tell him. It's that good of a no, secret. No, it's that good. It's that good of a <laughs> You've secret. You've sat in it for 22, 22 years. 22 years. 22 oh, years. Oh, man, that's a good secret. Most people you're not even friends with for 22 years, but I've had a secret for 22. That's actually like a good exercise to go through. Like, what are the top five secrets that you know? Just to remind yourself of the gold oh, locked within your brain. There are some golden secrets out there. And there's only, everybody has, well, I would hope you have, 
you have one or two, like I have a few good friends, yeah. but there's one of my buddies I know, I would never tell him anything important because he can't keep a secret. Right. Like right. that guy talks about everything. Sure. And he's a good guy, but yeah. you just know you can't he's tell him anything. not one of those guys. Yeah. Like he's like a sieve instead of a vault. He's the opposite. Right. Like everything would be leaking out. I'm just trying to think of the good secrets I know. I had a buddy one time hook up with another buddy's sister in the basement of my house. And I came downstairs. I can't remember why I came downstairs. It was after a night of mayhem or something like that. And saw that like the door was slightly, uh, you know, but the thing jar, is, And I poked my head in and witnessed the carnage. Like you're very protective of your younger sister. The best part of is, my younger sister. Yeah. This story does not involve my younger sister. The best part of that whole thing is there's some guy who's made out with your sister that you are unaware of. And she's kept it in a vault. My sister so married her grade eight boyfriend, my friend. And they have a lovely, morbidly obese child now who can barely wear shoes. There's no need to bring my sister into your filthy fantasies about whatever happened oh. although the other day when you texted me uh i'm at the game and your sister was on the kiss cam yeah well, that by was the way, pretty your funny. brother-in-law has terrible game on the kiss cam that was embarrassing oh wow for crying out loud i was like buddy you've already impregnated her i think you know what to do well he, he like, assured me that like, that wasn't him that was no no it was, was him situation it was him. star and rose was, in the I east was, when that i was baby quite was laughing about that i was just like jeez well, here's what's funny about that. Who would have thought that your sister would marry a guy with his little game as her own brother? He played That's the long game. Done. He played the long game. The starting in junior high game. The going through high school game. The going off in your own directions, but keeping that connection game. He played the long game. It's fantastic. Funnily enough, I've never seen them kiss. Ever. Even at their wedding, you may kiss the bride. I was distracted and looking at a bird flying overhead or something like that. I thought, oh, geez, I missed it. I, I didn't even know they'd gotten engaged until six months after the deed had been done. So had I seen my sister on the kiss cam at the age of whatever she is, ironically, that would have been the first time I saw her kiss her husband. It's just creepy that you've kind of kept track of the fact you haven't seen Zero. Zero is not a creepy number to keep track of. That's I pride myself on the fact creep. I've it's never seen. You really just used any segue creepy. you could use just to get right at my sister. Hey, now that Stradwick's probably, not here, oh, it's like keep the, the peace. It's, it's like just the easiest one -on -one. way to rile up Wanya Gretz. Yeah. Oh, he said, he said Wanya. That's nice. Every time you record this show, we have to take my real name out four times. Don't worry, Wanya. We'll that do the show together. That only happened once. Okay, we're done. So uh, we'll be back next week. Well, you might be back. That was harsh. You're traveling the world? Well, no, uh, we're well, on a timer. I'm, we got to keep this yeah, short. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. No, I'll be coming in live now for uh, for a few weeks. Uh, I'll be patching in remotely. We got a whole new setup here yeah, for Mike. He's a Mike's. spy, by the way. Yeah. So he'll be patching in remotely with his finger printed. I couldn't keep a secret for more than 10 seconds if I had a good one. That's actually true. Well, Gregor, thank Wanya, you. Wanya, uh, thanks Happy for, New Year, uh, buddy. Filling in for struts. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah. Filling in for struts <laughs> on my own, my own show. We will uh, be back with more of the uh, Finian Real Life podcast next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.